recommend. Yeah, listen. But also roll your shoulders. Take a deep breath. Because if I'm honest, Sean, this week has fucking sucked out loud. I have hated this week. But you never know when you're going to turn the corner. You never know when something interesting is going to happen. You never... There's a reason to get out of fucking bed, man. Turn it up. What I like about doing what you and I do, you know, here on the podcast and what we've done throughout our lives, you as a realtor, me as a radio guy, talking to other people is important, even if they're occasionally idiots or assholes. You find so many interesting people who are nothing like you are, and when you start to get into a bad way, basically I refer to that as disappearing up your own ass. By the way, I'm sorry if I've offended anybody with all the swearing already, but it's a podcast and I can say whatever the fuck I feel like because my name is on it. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 329 here in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis on beautiful and scenic 48th in Chicago, just a little bit north of the parkway and it is a gorgeous time of summer. It's going to be a perfect weekend. I'd like to say hello to my friend Sean. How are you, Sean? I'm doing fine. I just wanted to mention that last song that everybody thinks they can and sing that song oh, until no. he hits the high note. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just really disappointing how many everyday people can't <laughs> sing it. Well, yeah, I, I understand what you're... I mean, like, Sly doesn't become Sly without being better than the average person at that's, what he does. That's really it. So maybe... I don't like everyday people. I like exceptional people like our two guests today. Wow, and we do have excellent guests on the way, and we'll get to them very, very shortly. Again, and this kind of gets back to my point of what I started out with. I know sometimes I come off a little dour, and every once in a while I'm like, man, it's Friday. Do we have to do a podcast? But then I sit down, and I talk with interesting people, up to and including my friend Sean Bernard. Um, and I'm always like, at, by the end of it, I'm like, that was fucking awesome. And, and, and I, so just... Make sure you're on your shit today, all right, Josh and Emily? All right, I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot today, all right? Because my, the dark cloud over my head needs to be dispersed, and that's your job. But we'll get to you in just a moment Yeah, here. I was told not to talk during this first part. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and then all of a sudden the microphones are on. Well, you know, you can't well, hold let's, Josh Let's do back. this, then. It's Friday. Let me say hi to Josh. How are you, Josh? Hello. Hi. Uh, hi, it's me. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Fabulous. Excellent beginning. <laughs> Emily, hello. How are you? Hi, Brian. I'm good. All right. Good, good, good. Happy uh, Barbenheimer weekend to all who celebrate. Oh, Oh, man. So, all right, let me ask you an actual question, (laughs) because I'm not against weird pop culture phenomenon. In fact, I'm kind of a fan. I work at a record store, right? And so, like, when it's like, celebrate Christmas with Campbell's Soup, Mm mm-mm, good, for $3, I buy that record. Barbie... Done at this level, done at the absolute Hollywood A-plus level against an impossibly important story in Oppenheimer with, again, A-level acting, if not necessarily superstar actors. If you had to choose one or the other, you got to see one opening night and the other one you could never see again as long as you live. Josh, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Oh, wow. That is, you're coming in hot there. Yeah. I gotta go. I Welcome lean. to the Brian Oak yeah. Show. <laughs> I gotta lean comedy, so I got I gotta go with Barbie on that one. Yeah, all right, Emily. Barbie, one hundred percent. I am like I am core market for that. I've been 
thinking about it for weeks. A P1 so. right there in the heart of the bullseye. Yeah. That yeah. happened to me with Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things on the opening scene, episode one, season one, where there's a bunch of preteens and early teens sitting around a folding table in the basement playing D&D. I'm like, fuck you. You don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> and see, but I'm not mad about the Barbie choice because the Oppenheimer is an important story, but Barbie is going to be the spectacle. I mean, are you going to go see either of them, Sean? I'm going to see Oppenheimer with my wife uh, probably tonight. Okay. Good date and, movie. And yeah. I will eventually, yeah, it's really, yeah, hoping I get to first base after, after that. Not tonight. in Barbie's world, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, it's all going to be very smooth. And Barbie, I really want to see just I because do. it looks hysterical. And, you know, we were broke as, as kids. So my, my sister's got the knockoff Barbies. And that's just not, that's just sad. Well, I, it's like, come on, parents, <laughs> step up for the real Barbie. I mean, you can't. Instead of like Debbie, them... they had like Debbie and Brenda. <laughs> Debbie and Brenda. <laughs> yeah. Some of my favorite childhood toys. Before we move forward with our guests, which I really want to do because we have much to cover today. I want to mention we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN signed on to this podcast before we ever broadcast Word One anywhere on the internet. Now here we are, what, 329 episodes in. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. It's very weird to have our primary sponsor be someone that I hope you never call because they help people who decided to drink and then drive. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Don't do that. The problem is when you start drinking, you're like... Maybe I can fly. No, you know what? I can't fly, but I can drive home. No problem. You get popped. You lose your license. How are you going to get back in your car, Sean? I'll tell you, but I want to say this first, that you know, a lot of babies are born because of alcohol. Wow. So, so it really wow. it, it tends to cloud your judgment. So I, are, are, are we... don't drive... Do something oh, else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm 100% what, behind that's that. That's what like, I'm saying. That's I mean, what I'm like, saying. But what about just like a little dry humping? Do we have to make a baby when we get drunk? Well, I mean, that's that's your call. I think that's more of a personal choice, I think. But go to smartstartmn.com <laughs> slash the Brian Oak Show, and that'll give you... Why are they still sponsors? The sponsors like, like, yeah, dynamite material, <laughs> yeah. guys. Thanks. Well, and I'm going to the ball game. linking us I'm to going that. to the ball game with one of the owners tomorrow night, so I, I hope oh. he doesn't hear this particular episode. We will save you, you know 20... They listen. We, we'll save you 20% off. Could you maybe <laughs> not mention our name within seconds of dry humping? <laughs> exactly. Oh. I, dry humping was the safest alternative of anything that came out of that break. We're going to look at the metrics of the show. We're going to see yeah. a big spike in listenership right during the dry humping segment. Hashtag dry humping. <laughs> anyway, it's the Brian Oak Show. When we come back, we're going to talk to Josh and Emily. they got shows coming up. They're both incredibly talented local performers, and they both have a little bit of wit about them, which is all we ask if you walk through the door of the studio. Also, dry humping. Am I right, Sean? Mm-hmm. I mean, once the guests are gone, but you know what I'm talking You're about, right? straight. Okay. That was terrible. It is the height of summer right now, and we've had some incredibly hot weather. We've had some mild weather. This weekend is supposed to be right in the mother bleeping sweet spot. It's supposed to be between 70s and low 80s. Dew points are supposed to be low. It should be lovely. But here's the thing. A lot of people love this time of year. Not everybody. This is one of my favorite songs that describes a soundtrack for a sad sack living in Long Island. In the middle of summer, and he fucking hates it. This is Fountains of Wayne. It must be summer on the Brian Oak Show. It must be summer, cause the days are long, and I tell you number, but you're gone, gone, gone. I said I'm searching, but the car won't stop. 
I'm telling you, their album, Utopia Parkway, is the perfect soundtrack to a summer of heartbreak. If you are not having the summer you want, you're a young person filled with angst, you're an old person filled with angst, Utopia Parkway is a great record. Now, before we dive in deep with our guests today, Josh and Emily, I would like to talk to you very quickly, Sean, because I know that you're a very busy man these days with your life in realty at Remax Results. Yeah, we had the longest winter in the history of ever, and then it went right from that to the crazy hot no precipitation whatsoever. Have summer. you ever read Game of Thrones? I think like one of their winters was like 45 years. You know, I'm not, I don't know how to read, Brian. <laughs> but you help. are good at realty, so please go on. Yeah, I help people uh, buy and sell rectangles with uh, roofs on them, so that's pretty enjoyable. And if you know somebody that's looking to move, move up, move down, move sideways. Would you like to change rectangles? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's my opening pitch, typically. How do you like no your rectangle? No wonder you're so successful and it's still doing math. a podcast It's all with just me. basic math, yeah. and I try to tell people that. 
this rectangle is a lot more expensive than that rectangle. Well, because where the rectangle is placed and the overall size or the area or volume of the rectangle. You really know real estate more than you know. Uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't guess it to look at me. There's but a I'm, great yeah. future in real estate. <laughs> 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band. And I've been doing that since... COVID began. I'm going to keep doing that. I think it's a, a, yeah. a, a very noble pursuit and also very much in line with what we do here. We like to talk to local artists. We like to promote this area we live in because, it, you know, I, I, I know there's still coastal bias, but I know a lot of people have figured out that the upper Midwest is actually an incredible arts hub. And those arts take many, many different forms, sometimes culinary, sometimes musical, sometimes through razzmatazz. And that's where we're heading right now. Okay. Do either of you feel comfortable with the term? Razzmatazz, if it were attached to your name, I, I yeah, I'm pro Razzmatazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as a former theater major, I kind of have to be. Oh, now, but again, <laughs> some people like to go in and be dark and deep and weird, but other people like to bring real Razzmatazz. I don't get the impression that either of you are afraid of shit when it comes to getting up on stage. I, I am not. I, I have made an ass of myself plenty of times. So. But I mean, even <laughs> if you don't make an ass of yourself, like you, like taking a risk. I don't need to tell you, you've been on stage more times than Sean and I combined. Mm -hmm. But occasionally you take that risk and some, like much like anything you do in life, sometimes it, uh, you, you know, you murdered them and it's one of the greatest feeling in the world. And other times nobody responds at all. And that's kind of our lives in general, right? That's yeah. That's a good way to Josh, good way to sum up improv, too. Well, <laughs> oh, but when you reach into the well and accidentally pull out the jewel, I've watched it happen, and it's brilliant. Josh Carson is joining us. He's been on here before, so I would like to spend a little time talking to Emily Dusson. Yeah, nice is that I took a French for five years, so my pronunciation is well, good. That's more than me. My knowledge is... Uh, but your last name is Dusson. I know, but that's just my... I, I assume you dr drive a Renault. Oh, God, no. No? Okay. No, Prius. Well. Okay. Prius. Oh, uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. may we, may we. Uh, anyway, Emily, um, I would like to get to know you a little bit better before we move forward about the work the two of you are doing together and others who have also been on this show. Emily, where are you from? Where were you born? Well, I was born in Texas, in Austin, Texas. Yeah? And then when I was three, we moved up to Blaine, Minnesota. That's where I grew up. <gasps> Blaine. Oh, yeah. So I was actually born in Oregon. And when I was two years old, my parents moved to Coon Rapids. So I know there's a lot of, you know. I was born in Fridley. And then moved to Blaine. Friendly, friendly bounced. <laughs> wow. All right. So, That's some northern so suburbs. You're both going to love this more than anything. Uh, Sean and I have a mutual friend, a guy I went to high school with up in Coon Rapids, actually, by the name of Martin Greninger III. Love him. What, what I like to say about Marty, and, and one of the highest compliments I can ever give anyone, is I've never known anyone like him. There's, there's not anybody no. else like him. No. Funny constantly, like almost against his will, like he's trying to hold back from being so good. But he refers to our neck of the woods, if you will, as the North Suburban Cultural Corridor. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I've stolen it so many times, oh, but I always give Marty credit. It's quite good. So you grew up in Blaine. Now, here was the interesting thing about Blaine versus Coon Rapids when I was growing up. I had a bunch of friends who went to Blaine. At Blaine, you could let her inquire. You could let her in theater. You could not do that at Coon Rapids. And sadly, those were my strong suits. I was in theater <laughs> and in choir. Well, I actually went to Spring Lake Park oh, High School. Because wow. they they're so little, they kind of steal... 
yeah, kids yeah. from I other cities. So I was. Could yeah. you let her in your chosen profession? Yeah, then? you really? could. It did not make you cooler. No, no, but... I want to be cool. But like, like there were a handful of things I was good at. I was good at singing. I was good in speech, and I was good in theater, and that's all I had. Yeah, I let. But in Coon in... Rapids, those were not celebrated. Yeah, I oh. lettered in theater, and I accidentally lettered in science because a, a project we were working on won the science fair and I was like I did not contribute much I threw jokes in here and there but I still got the credit alright Josh you get up on that microphone a little closer and you tell me exactly what the science project <laughs> was because I am a science nerd and I want to know what I- you accidentally lettered there are children who have spent their whole life trying to get there and they didn't make it, it and was you accidentally lettered science fair and it was some project about uh recycling and i can't even tell you to this day <laughs> yeah. what it was because my buddy lauren uh did all went, the work he did all the work and he went to princeton he's a genius and i just kind of sat there and was like i'll tell the jokes you come in with the facts and there you go <laughs> like, kind of failed upwards i did i did nice. wow like, but i mean like, like a that, white man should that, that, <laughs> whoa, whoa i mean sarcasm that's satire oh. It suddenly got super, super real on the Brian Oak Show. (laughs) Now, a quick discussion about the sexes. Um, So you grow up in Spring Lake Park, and then why do you decide, you know what, this is the thing I love more than anything else, theater, music, whatever it is you decide you want to do? Well, I had always loved uh, singing. That was kind of my first love, musical family. Um, And I'm really bad at sports. So once it was like, you know, starting to do school activities, I just gravitated towards theater and music. And Get out of my head. Really liked it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, you know, like theater is the place in high school for all the kids who don't know where else to go and be themselves. And but then I just. Is, is it weird to you that a lot of those kids are so wildly shy, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, uh, here's a script. Just read from the paper. You're Merlin from Camelot. Go. And they come alive. They blossom. It's why. I mean, I know you all have a great deal of background in improv, and you mm-hmm. watch that happen occasionally with an amateur. But for kids who are so, what's the right word? Weird and lonely and alone. To watch that blossom is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's because uh, people with really good imaginations tend to be really internal, and so when you're growing up and you're an adolescent, you're kind of like. You know, if you feel weird and awkward, you, I don't know, kind of go into your own little world and use your imagination. And then when you finally have an outlet for that. And I think uh, a lot of it is when you're in high school and you find those people, the theater people, you, you band together because you're yeah. kind of the, you the, feel the misfits. Confident and with each other. so you have to kind of group together. And then when you get out into the real world and you meet more and more artists and more people, then you're like, oh, I get to do clicks now. I didn't get to do it in high school. And now we got the musical theater people, the improv people, and we we have divisions, and we will fight. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was sort of turned oh, into man. West Side Story. Although West Side Story is in my top five musicals of all time. Da 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 da. Let's hear a song, and we'll come back and talk more with Josh and Emily. Uh, here, we. Th- I don't know who picked that song, but I want to know why. I mean, again, no justification. There, there is never any judgment about music on this show. I just want to know why this song matters to you. Uh, well, this song is uh, "Float On" by Modest Mouse. The theme of our show coming up at the Bryant Lake Bowl is "Twee AF." The show will change your life, and this is one of the. Um, this is one of the. This is our closing. Uh, uh, we play the song in the show. It's kind of the 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 highlight. I think this always pops in my head as the anthem of the early two thousand era that we're 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 celebrating and mimicking and um, berating in this show. <laughs> 
When I have a fun fact, I can't stop myself. And I didn't want to. I wanted to go right into Twee AF, but I, that band was so popular in the first part of the 2000s that none other than Johnny Marr, the only good thing to ever come out of the Smiths, was their guitarist for a few years. I didn't know that. It's true. That's and cool. um, I mean, Modest Mouse, man. Twee. Hmm. Before we get into Twee <laughs> as fuck, or Twee AF, as we must say. <laughs> in this very quiet and demure age that we live in. Um, Twee, just to set the basis for people who've never heard the term before, in the 90s there was sort of this very light, effete sort of pop music that we called Twee. And in the 2000s it took on that tone right there, somewhere between indie and big rock and rather emotional. Yeah, is that a fair estimation? Yeah, I think it's kind of an amorphous term when it because I, I kind of think of it as like pop culture movement as a whole. So with music, it can be a little more rocky like that, but it also has a lot of sort of quiet, um, a lot of female singer songwriters and 
yeah, poppy, light. It was kind of indie going mainstream. Yeah, yeah. So then that brings us to the upcoming project. Actually, before we dive, well, let's go ahead and get into it right now. Uh, I just there's I have other questions. I have so many questions that it's it's hard to know what branch to follow. But let's do this since we're talking about Twee AF. Josh, what is Twee AF? Well, it is um, a show that celebrates the Twee genre, specifically of the early two thousands, kind of. It's myself, Emily, and uh, Leslie Vincent, who I understand you are familiar with. Right? Uh, she's been in this she, room before. That is I true. Think she is the Joan Rivers of this podcast because she just <laughs> comes in whenever yep. you don't have a guest. But like, here's the deal, man. She's one of those people where uh, you always know she's going to be interesting and she's going to be fun, but you don't ever know the exact direction it's going to go. She's brilliant. She could hang out here every week if she wanted to, but there will not be any pay, nor do we have a green room, <laughs> nor do we have any sort of craft services. But it's kind of fun because pop culture wise, I'm 10 years older than Leslie and then Emily's in between uh, myself and Leslie and this is the one kind of uh, genre that we all kind of circle around and have uh, a familiar base with um, I am not really a fan of a lot of the stuff that came out and that um, was Emily's idea it's like if we do this show you have to talk about your um, relationship with the movie Garden State which I know you don't like to trash people that uh, enjoy things, uh, but um, I, but, um yeah, like, I have a a visceral hatred for that movie, which really? like everybody in at least in the theater community is aware of. It's been documented, and there was a big, long running joke that I'll let you talk about, Josh. But this was like before I even really knew you, and I was like following it on Facebook, like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Who is this? What? So uh, I was I was a, a very vocal um, critic of the movie when it came out, and uh, what was your primary beef? I, the, my primary beef is it's Zach Braff, a uh, depressed wannabe auteur who thinks he's better than the sitcom he was a star on, <laughs> plays Andrew Largeman, a Get wannabe him. auteur Get him. that is dep- that thinks he's better than the sitcom he was on, and it's just him being sad for an hour and a half, and it's. It's the type of movie that you sit around and you get stoned or drunk with your friends and you're like, we should do a movie where nothing happens and we just act how we act and say what we want to say. And then the next morning, smart people wake up and they don't write that movie because right. nothing <laughs> happens. No, I agree. The movie is exceptionally contrived. So and please continue. Then the movie opens with the, like the, 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 the plane crash sequence. And I was like, well, at least I have that to look forward to because the characters are going to end. And then it doesn't end. And then it doesn't happen. And I was like, what was it? The plane crash thing? Because they wanted to trick you to thinking something interesting was going to happen in the yeah. goddamn movie anyway so i'm a fan of you're the movie. filling me yeah. with life right now no i like when i have a handful of things in my life that i hate that badly and i'm so glad to have gotten to be a part of that apparently a story that precedes you emily so years later uh in the mail one day <laughs> un uh provoked i just get a copy of garden state a yes. DVD sent to me. <laughs> anonymously anonymously yeah. empty envelope and it's yes. just garden state and i go to social media i said which one really? of you assholes did yep. this really? i remember it i and remember then, when you posted about yeah this. and then three weeks later another copy of garden state yep. and then it just started happening people Snowball. started garden stating me they, and from like all over the country like you get the postmark and yeah. it would be like fabulous yeah. and then yeah it, it started a sea of people doing it there was one original braffer that's what we called him the braffer braffer. and then people started like i I started a new job where they never met me and they decorated (laughs) it with garden state dvds and people started i have 
about 50 copies of Garden State wow. from people that have just <laughs> mailed it to me anonymously throughout the years. I've heard it'll change your life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has. So, so you're telling me something you've run from your entire life and unfortunately been swallowed by like quicksand is at the heart of a special event you have coming up in the very near future. That's right. That's right. You sound like a very masochistic individual. I'm not (laughs) certain why you're doing that. Um, Let's hear another song. I want to come back and talk some more about all these things. We'll also get about Moxie Wealth Management. She and him, Zoe Deschanel and M. Ward together, they really are a beguiling compilation. I can't believe they put out as many records together as they have. Why she and him? Well... I think of them as being like very key to the twee movement, especially because Zoe herself is like kind of the face of that modern twee movement a lot. Um, She's great, by the way. I just want to go on record as saying I love love her. her. I love her so much. Big inspiration for me, like musically and honestly, acting wise. I think she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I have I, I sort of have a lot of feelings about like the backlash that she's gotten for being the face of twee. Um, who was mad at, how can you be mad well, at Zoe Deschanel? it's not really mad at, but I think, I think she's, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. We can get into it after listening to the song, but basically I feel like I have complicated feelings about Twee and I feel like she's a good representation of that because I think a lot of people think of her as being like contrived, but I think that's genuinely who she is. Um, it kind of gets into the whole manic pixie dream girl thing that we can talk about later. Can I ask a question? When people come down expecting to enjoy a musical theater evening of Twee, are we doing Hamlet? Or are we having fun? What are we doing? Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's okay to, it's, it's, there's some nostalgia here. And I think it's okay to explore the things that we didn't like and the things that we liked and why.
I'm just saying it's not a good movie, Brian. I understand that. <laughs> like, no, Josh, just... Josh, Josh, when it comes to personal taste, I believe there are no wrong answers. It is fun to joust. I am by... Do not put me on the defender side of the Garden State fence. I could give a shit about that movie. I watched it one time, and I'm like, this is sad. This has reduced me. It's kind of like what... Um, uh, not singles. What was the other movie like that about Gen X? Oh, um, Reality, Reality Bites. Bites. Oh, that movie made me <laughs> ragey because I was trying to live kind of a cool alternative lifestyle back then. And then suddenly I'm Matt Dillon in a stocking cap with a flannel wrapped around my waist. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Reality Bites, man. That's a hard one to go back and watch and be like, wow, Ethan Hawke's the asshole in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Stiller. That guy's got a future. <laughs> and Winona Ryder, you're a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> No, nobody was likable. I hated that movie. Anyway, <laughs> so. we are talking to Josh Carson and Emily Dusson, uh, who are going to be part of Twee AF, which happens what day? July 27th and 28th uh, at the Bryant Lake Bowl at 7 p.m. That sounds like it's just a week away. It is one week away. We better start writing the show. And, <laughs> and people, people can get tickets, yes? Yep, uh, BryantLakeBowl.com. And yeah, you can buy them the day of the show as well. All right, quick We'll question. post a link to it, by the way. Okay, cool. It's the two of you and who else? Leslie Vincent. Leslie Vincent has been a guest on this show, in fact, not long ago, to support her recent album. Now, Emily, you and Leslie are in a duo together called The Champagne Drops. Tell me how you first met Leslie. Yeah, we met, I think we initially met in an acting class, and then we were cast opposite each other in a show about 1950s lesbians, and we got to be really good friends, and uh in the show, there was like kind of jazz. I, I sang jazz in the show. And then a few months later, Leslie reached out and she had started doing these cabaret nights and she asked me to do one with her. So we did one and it was so fun. We really got along. We worked well together. And then we decided we wanted to try to make some money around the holidays doing like holiday jazz for like corporate parties and stuff. So we started doing that. It was really fun. And then when the holidays were over, we just kind of wanted to keep doing stuff. We both play ukulele. So that's kind of grown into this like we do both the kind of jazzy holiday stuff and then we also do originals on our ukes and we just we put out an album in 2021 of our originals um and then just like fun covers and stuff and yeah can i throw in a very quick aside and this is not calling you mercenary and there is no judgment in here because i like it when musicians make enough money to live off doing what they love corporate gigs it's like the people who do festivals in the summer for the big festivals, like you don't have to tour the rest of the year and you don't have to do it. I mean, corporate gigs pay real money, don't they? They do. They really do. And I have to say, I, I'm obviously I'm a theater actor. So like, I love when people are paying attention, Yeah, but there's something really, really rad about the swankiest corporate gigs. They don't, even look at you they like we're care. in a corner yeah. Yeah, right. we're dressed up we are having fun yes. we banter yeah. Yeah. we can like take risks and do whatever yeah. we want because yeah. like you know the cater waiters might give us a glance but yeah. otherwise we're kind of just there to make it seem fancy i love those gigs just to have some ambience in the background totally. plus you're making more than you made at your last five gigs combined uh-huh. which uh-huh. there's no crime in that game whatsoever I, I hope that's the kind of money you make coming up next week we're going to run down <laughs> the details one more time when July 27th and 28th, Thursday and Friday. Where? Bryant Lake Bowl. How much? I mean, you're co- this is going to cost an arm and a leg, right? No, it's 15 bucks. Come on. It's easy. It's oh, easy. Less than a ticket. I have $15. Yeah, less than a ticket price of Barbie or Oppenheimer. Like You could buy 40 oh, yeah. Pretenders tickets for that price. 
dude. Not the way around. Yeah. That, yeah, no. I, mm, no, not for 40 times that amount, no, could you? No. Hey, before we go, we do have to thank Moxie Wealth Management. We I do. completely forgot about I got caught up talking to a couple of like local theater types. They're very engaging. I like the way they conversate. I'm a big fan. Uh, Moxie Wealth Management, <laughs> Joe and his crew take a look at what you have. They take a look at your assets, where you might be heading, what the future looks like. And they just give you better ideas than you probably have on your own. I know with the internet that we're all now, you know, essentially wizards in every field that ever existed. That's not true. No. Talk to experts. Exactly right. Well, Joe, actually, he said to me, he said, if you can bring on some more theater people because we want people with real money to be on this show so we can oh like these local rich types yeah we yeah Yeah. because we need people with a big 401k to come on and Uh and talk to you about theater and that sort of thing and and how much wealth they carry and then you have no idea how much money i make performing in the back of a bowling alley (laughs) that's where the real (laughs) sweet sweetness is it's important to sit down with joe and his team of experts at moxiewealthmanagement.com. At least figure out where you are, where you're going, and he'll probably kneel with you and pray about Social Security still being around. You I, know, by I the time hate you how retire. you bring that up every time we do this ad. That S needs to stick around for a little bit longer, okay? It has to in order for me to be able to retire someday. That's Otherwise, you and I could lay under the same tarp, under the same bridge, somewhere in what used to be known as South Minneapolis. I think the shelf life of this podcast <laughs> may not last until our <laughs> retirement days, I'm just saying. It is the Brian Oak Show. I want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank Moxie Wealth Management. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. I have one more question for Josh. Oh, Super oh, important oh question. Gosh. Oh, my God. Here we go. Viking season, the Viking season is upon us. Uh-huh. I want to know if you've spoken to local football coach and legend Jim Robinson, Jim Robinson? about oh, his picks for the Vikings this he year. Is what do you think? Very, thinks? very excited. Uh, my buddy Jim Robinson is a local actor and improviser as well. Yeah, and we have a bit on um, on the social medias. He could not give a shit about sports, but then you'll ask him about it, and he will go like. Listen, go on and on. It's exactly what I say to the team. You got to kiss your sister if you want to get to the prom. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, mean? you do what? not. You absolutely do not have to do it's that. It's just empty platitudes. It's the best commentary that. ever on sports from somebody who's not really a sports like, fan. Like, you're not going to get to the finale of Les, Les Mis unless you start with the opening act. What the hell does that mean, Jim? <laughs> See, that, now that one actually makes more about? sense. Like, like <laughs> you, I mean, uh, you know, you can't be drunk all day if you don't start first thing in the morning. That's kind of what that joke is, but... That also is a little bit like it is what it is, which might be my oh, least favorite piece oh. of English that's ever existed. Yeah. But the ever. funny part about that is Jim Fain's, uh like he's disinterested in all the sports talk. He's like, why do you keep making me do this? Uh, blah, 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 blah. But then he'll post something and he'll call me about 20 minutes later. He goes, did you like it? Did other people like it? <laughs> is it funny? Is it still working? Like, yes, Jim. People like you. God. Man, Jim. Now, right. now I get to tag him in this post, which is yes. really what I was after. So. Well, here's the deal. I wasn't going to bring up this particular story, but you brought up the Vikings. Did you hear what happened to our rookie yeah. receiver that we drafted? 140 miles an hour. In a 55. Yeah. 140. Yeah. Now, he was interviewed a few months ago mm-hmm. on one of the big syndicated shows. Yeah. Like, what's the first thing you're going to do once you get signed? He's like, buy me a whip. And it's going to be a fast one. And turns out Lamborghinis are pretty fast. Mm. 140 miles. You know, can we, can we just not keep... Skull Vikings.
That's going to do it for episode 329 of the Brian Oak Show. So obviously we have this show coming up in just a week, right? And people can go to Brian Lake Bowl and find out more. What does the rest of 2023 look like for each of you? I mean, I'm not like talking projects and, oh, I'm working on a cookbook. I'm just like, what are you thinking about the rest of the year? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Well, I mean, are the I, I, champagne I, drops performing anytime soon? You know, we we don't have anything lined up, I don't think, until the holiday season. But who knows? Um, well, I'm let's doing, change that. Anybody listening right now, book these call us up. I'm doing a show at the History Theater in the fall, so that will be... Patreon event says what? Um, anyway, um, <laughs> well done. The thank you. Then, well, uh, I, you know, it's the subliminal stuff right there. I'm not trying to like pry into people's lives. I'm just wondering, you know, like it's already been kind of a bumpy year. Looking ahead, though, there's still about half of it left. So yeah. I'm just wondering what people are up to. And then uh, I'm going to be sticking around the Bryant Lake Bowl in the fall. We've got a show called The Almost Complete and Mostly Accurate History of Alcohol. It's a sketch comedy show that we've uh, done before. Leslie's also going to be a part of that. And then in December. I do a little show about the greatest Christmas story ever told. Uh, it's called A Very Die Hard Christmas because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is the other end of my uh, passion in movies is I will argue that point to death as well. So I will be anti-Garden State, pro-Die Hard. I'm also a fan of the movie Troop Beverly Hills with Shelley Long. <gasps> you are? I am. Josh, <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Oh, my gosh. You almost got out of here with, like, the gold star, like, there you're going to die on the right side of history. What's I the movie? Troop Beverly that Hills movie. Shelley, Why do you love that movie Shelley so much? Shelley Long's, I mean, I love short her. answer, Shelley Long's outfits. Oh, oh. My God. Yeah, I've never Outrageous. seen shoulder pads or what? Yeah, and just, she's she's this, like, wealthy... I don't even know California, yeah, LA, Beverly Hills, like like mom, <laughs> and then she ends up leading this troop. Jenny Lewis is Jenny in Lewis it. Jenny Lewis is in it. Yeah, yeah. Rilo Kylie. Jenny yeah, she, as a kid, she's like Shut one of the girls in the, in the group. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really uh, ridiculous. Troop Beverly great. Hills may or may not be top of mind because I may or may not be talking with Mistress um, Ginger about possibly doing a version of that at the Bright Lake Bowl as well. Yes. I love that. What was that at the end there? I mean, I'm I got, just saying, I got projects. Okay, we like, we're like, oh, okay, goodbye, everybody. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I like the cut of both your jibs. Thank you very much for coming by. That's going to do it for episode 329 of the Brian Oak Show from the Smart Start MN Studio. Sean, do you want to leave the good people with any? I just want to tell Josh that a jib is nothing sexual. That's part of a sailboat. Oh, thank you, yeah. God. I was uh, ready to be offended. The way he was looking at you. Was I like, like the cut of your jib. I said I like the cut of both their jibs. That's true. But the way Josh was looking at you. Bourbon. I don't take that. Josh is a little Brian. buttoned up. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm very. We should leave now. We should. We should go. Let's play a song. Tell me why. <laughs> you brought up Jenny Lewis. Tell me why. We're going to wrap it up with Rilo Kylie. Uh, and uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having us. I think this is another great example of the genre. Uh, we're going to perform this in the in the show leslie and i and it's just a song that's for so long has been making me feel so happy and i just think uh we we, we spoof the twee genre and everything like that but emily is so passionate about how ultimately it's just people trying to make you feel good and better maybe it's just for the moment of the song and that's what i think the message of uh this song is and it's also really beautiful when emily and leslie sing it oh
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.